the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. the Lord be with you. Amen. Welcome again to our Sunday celebration of Mass. As we begin our Mass, we invite the young children to go to the hall where they will celebrate the Word of God on their own. We're often reminded uh, that God's grace is in all sorts of places and in all sorts of people. And today we hear that message again in the readings of today's Mass. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. Lord Jesus, your mighty God and Prince of Peace, Lord have mercy. Lord Jesus, your Word of God made flesh and splendour of the Father, Christ have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, who manifest your almighty power, above all by pardoning and showing mercy, bestow, we pray, your grace abundantly upon us, and make those hastening to attain your promises heirs to the treasures of heaven. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. 
A reading from the book of Numbers. The Lord came down in the cloud. He spoke with Moses, but took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. When the spirit came on them, they prophesied, but not again. Two men had stayed back in the camp. One was called Eldad and the other was called Medad. The spirit came down on them, though they had not gone to the tent. Their names were enrolled among the rest. These began to prophesy in the camp. The young man ran to tell this to Moses. Look, he said, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Then said Joshua, the son of Nun, who had served Moses from his youth, My Lord Moses, stop them. Moses answered him, Are you jealous on my account? If only the whole people of the Lord were prophets, and the Lord gave his spirit to them all. The word of the Lord. reading from the letter of St. James. An answer for the rich. Start crying, weep for the miseries that are coming to you. Your wealth is all rotting, your clothes are all eaten up by moths. All your gold and silver are corroding away, and the same corrosion will be your own sentence, and eat into your body. 
It was a burning fire that you stored up as your treasure for the last days. Labourers moored your fields and you cheated them. Listen to the wages that you kept back, calling out. Realise that the cries of the reapers have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. On earth you have had a life of comfort and luxury. In time, in the time of slaughter, you went on, eating to your heart's content. It was you who condemned the innocent and killed them. They offered you no resistance. The word of the Lord. Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. John said to Jesus, Master, we saw a man who is not one of us casting out devils in your name, and because he was not one of us, we tried to stop him. But Jesus said, You must not stop him. No one who works a miracle in my name is likely to speak evil of me. Anyone who is not against us is for us. If anyone gives you a cup of water to drink just because you belong to Christ, then I tell you solemnly, they will certainly not lose their reward. But anyone who is an obstacle to bring down one of these little ones who have faith would be better thrown into the sea with a great millstone round their neck. And if your hand should cause you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter life crippled than to have two hands and go to hell into the fire that cannot be put out. And if your foot should cause you to sin, cut it off. It's better for you to enter into life lame than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye should cause you to sin, tear it out. For it's better for you to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into hell where their worm does not die nor their fire go out. The Gospel of the Lord. Recent scientific exploration of the Mayan civilization in Guatemala and South America has uncovered things that were not expected. Previously, all that could be seen was random ruins or occasional temples popping up from forest undergrowth and peeking out from the trees. Nothing else was thought to have survived. But laser analysis now shows us a clearer picture of many other things that have survived under this equatorial rainforest. 
60,000 buildings have been discovered. 60 miles of roads that crisscross uniting fields uh, and towns and cities have been detected. It's believed that this civilization itself was destroyed some thousand years ago and little was thought to have survived from this terrible destruction. But recent pictures and that laser analysis shows the area as it was, layout of buildings, streets and towns, and the civilization uh, that belonged uh, in that particular part. What's also been discovered from the scientific research also has been that this Mayan civilization had written down language unlike other civilizations in that area. And from these writings, we can discover much about their life, their traditions, and the things that were important to them. I wonder if it stretches the point to suggest that under the thick, deep undergrowth of the centuries that have grown over both the Old and New Testament passages, that there is also a meaning that lies waiting to be discovered there too. For things have grown over it, pious thoughts, tangled ideas, and these things wait to be stripped away to reveal a fresh terrain that we could never have known was actually there. And clearing away the undergrowth, maybe we can visit ideas that inspired people in the Bible itself and those early Christians which may have been lost, may have been forgotten or just simply ignored. Many of these ideas can waken up things in our own hearts as well. The idea present in both the Old Testament reading and the Gospel reading of today's Mass is something that might inspire us too. People outside the camp, people who can prophesy, and people also in that New Testament reading who are just as able to heal and cast out devils as the apostles themselves are. That idea of people outside the camp is waiting to be rediscovered and to be explored once again, an idea that is very powerful maybe to us all. It seems to suggest and say that there are many good people outside of the camp as there are inside, that there are just as many wise words outside the camp as there is inside. There are as many good people outside the camp as there are inside. There is as much good that is done out with the camp as within. There is much good to be found elsewhere as there is within. That people great and wise exist within the camp, but also outside the camp as well. There seems then to be a powerful idea here that is good for all of us to take on board ourselves. An idea which maybe kind of shapes our own ideas of things as well. And in a sense, it's not all that revolutionary, not all that challenging to us, because we know ourselves that God himself chooses to be present to all sorts of people in all sorts of different places. His grace isn't restricted to us, but his grace is in other people as well. But that idea itself has a way of freeing up our thinking. Instead of thinking that everything is bad, instead we think instead that everything is potentially good. 
and that there is good that surrounds us. God himself, as we know, chooses to be where he wishes to be. God's goodness turns out to be not in the few, but in the many, and indeed in everyone. He is working in everyone, and he is working in everything. He can give, for instance, the gift of prophecy to those that he chooses. He can give the gift of healing and casting out devil to those that he picks, as we hear in that gospel reading. How often we've known that ourselves, those prophetic and wise words that come from people that we didn't expect. How often we've known ourselves that people bring healing to situations that we thought wouldn't have been capable of doing it. It's something that all of us know to be true in our own lives. There are people, unbelievers, who are often much better than us. There are people who are unbelievers, who are kinder, more charitable, more forgiving than us. God's grace is in them as much as it is in everyone else. And we've known ourselves that those people are our friends, people who work with us, members of our family, people who live in our streets. It's that sense in which the spirit itself of God blows where it will, that God is not confined by the limits that we very often place upon him. We know ourselves that there is nothing worse than a closed mind. The closed mind itself cannot see, cannot understand, can only see things from its own perspective. And maybe the idea that we're hearing in the readings of today's Mass is a call to have an open mind, a mind that sees God's grace as where it blows, capable to fall on those whom he chooses. But the closed mind cannot see that. The closed mind has an eye and a foot and a hand which goes in the opposite direction. That turns out to be something that impedes rather than leads to something. That turns out to be an obstacle rather than something that should help us. Let us not then have that closed mind, that obstacle that uh, stops us seeing good in others. Under the dark undergrowth that has come over the Bible itself and the Word of God, we cut away in order to see ideas that are very powerful indeed and that inspire us. And this idea that we have today in the reading is something that inspires us, that instead of being surrounded by bad, we are surrounded by good. God's grace, which communicates itself in all sorts of different ways and in all sorts of different people and in all sorts of different situations. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, Born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, consubstantial with the Father, and through him all things are made. For as men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary, and became man. 
For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The words of the commandments of God give joy to the heart. We pray that God will give us a joyful heart in our daily lives. For the people in public life, that they will be honest and truthful in presenting their views and always work for the common good. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who suffer the extremes of weather and who live in fear of natural disasters, that when times of danger come, that they may receive all the help they need. We especially remember those involved in the earthquake and tsunami in Indonesia. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For family and friends dealing with mental ill health of someone close to them, for the ability to support them with the patience and understanding. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those preparing to be married, that their marriage may bind them together in love and peace. We pray to the Lord. Lord, for students who have returned to their colleges and universities, for success in the year that lies ahead. We pray to the Lord. For our seminaries who have returned to their studies after the summer break, that God may continue to guide them in their calling to his service. We pray to the Lord. In the month of October, we pray for all those who carry the gospel to the nations and who dedicate their life to the service and the welfare of people in distant lands. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died, especially Pat O'Hagan and all that we are asked to remember. We pray to the Lord. The psalm today reminds that the law of the Lord is perfect and it refreshes the soul. And the decrees of the Lord are trustworthy and they give wisdom to the simple. Heavenly Father, refresh our souls by your word and by your wisdom so that it may guide us our steps and point us in the right direction in life. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
please join in hymn number 133, A New Commandment. So pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant us, O merciful God, that this our offering may find acceptance with you, and that through it the wellsprings of all blessings may be laid open before us, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for you laid the foundations of the world and have arranged the changings of times and seasons, and you form men and women in your own image, setting humanity over the whole of the world in all its wonders, to rule in your name over all that you have made, and forever to praise you in your mighty works. And so with the angels we praise you, as in joyful celebration we acclaim. i 
and you are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them what do fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The Mystery of Faith. We proclaim your death. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. And so we pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity, in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. And now let's offer one another a sign of peace and friendship.
of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter into my room, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed.
Please join in hymn number 560, Our God Loves Us.
Let us pray. May this heavenly mystery, O Lord, restore us in mind and body, that we may be co-heirs in glory with Christ, to whose suffering we are united whenever we proclaim his death, who lives and reigns forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go forth. This Mass is ended. Please join in our final hymn, number 757, Be Not Afraid. You shall cross the barren desert, but you shall not die.